Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing. Good morning, Allie. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Oh, just super. Nice. What have you been doing? Back in school, people. Hey. It's, uh, yeah, it's beating me up. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, it's rough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I have a countdown, though. I only have, a I think, like six more classes. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. I remember when you first started. Yeah, eight. Well, when I graduated, it'll be eight years it took me to get my degree. So everybody out there, you don't got to do it before. Right. Well, I tell, well, somebody yesterday at work said something about their degree. I'm like, it took me 11 years <laughs> because I just stopped in the middle for some reason. So, uh, yeah. well, you know, I can, I can totally understand why you would. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Overwhelming. Yeah. It just becomes overwhelming and it's easier to just work than to work and go to school. And you're just, after a while, you're just like, I'm tired. And then after a while, you're like, well, shit, I only have three classes left. At least that's what happened to me. Like, just go finish it. <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, so my cousin Brandy is moving to Florida next week. So I, oh, in a few days, actually. Um, so I am trying to spend time with her. Her and my sister came over for a little bit before I went to work yesterday. But she's coming over again today. So I can see her one more time before she leaves. She's that's one of my best awesome friends. <laughs> Yeah, well, now she's living somewhere where in the winter you can go visit her. Yeah, well, also my sister moved to Savannah, Georgia. So I've got two warm places. And they're only two hours apart because Brandy's moving to Jacksonville. And they're only oh. two hours apart. So I was like, I can do that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's your story for today? Okay, so this is something that I started previously. when we before Because we were doing our podcast, then we stopped for a while, and then we're back on. I had written it previous to that, and it's going to do about people who were, you know, considered lost at one point in Michigan, and none of it is happy, so I do have a happy one at the end, but it does not take place in Michigan. I couldn't find a happy Michigan one. Of course you could find a happy Michigan one. Yeah. What do you got? I have a murder of Sarah Knight in 2015. Okay. How about... It's un- um, well, I'll go, I'll, go, uh, I'll go last. I'll, I'll end this up on a high note. I have a, at the end, somebody does get found alive. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. All right. So Sarah Knight lived in Allegan. I think that's how you pronounce it. County. Yep. With her husband, Harold Knight. He's known as Butch, and that's what I'll call him. Okay. We're going to call Butch. At the time of her murder, news articles said, Sarah was married previously, divorced in the mid-90s, and this was around the time Sarah started seeing Butch. They were married for about 14 years. She was described as a beautiful person inside and out, and all who had contact with her loved her. Okay. Sarah and a good Butch, person, it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Very good person. Yeah, really good as you, as you learn this guy's a, he's a jerk. Okay. Sarah, Sarah and Butch previously lived in Maine. The relationship was described as having a great start, as they all do. And then it seemed to go downhill. Oh. Uh, 
uh, news reports on Wood TV claimed after they got married, Butch stopped working as a truck driver and didn't find other employment. So pretty much the whole 14 years, he didn't have a job. Oh, that is the worst when you have a partner that doesn't help provide. Right. In a MLive news story, it is said those who were close to the relationship described Butch as overbearing a controlling man who answered to no one and and could be verbally abusive. Jeez. Sounds like a real hero. Yeah. Real great guy. Sarah mentioned prior to the murder to her daughter, Butch was acting strange, but it was close to their anniversary. So they contributed to him possibly wanting to surprise her with something. Okay. And he did. Oh, I feel like this is a bad surprise, isn't it? It's a bad surprise. (laughs) Right. He surprised her with murder. Of course. So Sarah was murdered on January 11th, 2015, at the age of 48. Butch, which, depending on the news articles, was either 67 or 69. Okay. Called 911 and confesses he murdered his wife. Also oh, goes he's one on, of the ones that tells on himself? Yeah, he tells on himself. Okay. And he also says that police will never catch him. And then he vanishes. Wait, police will never catch him in what? And then he vanishes. He does vanish. Yep, he vanishes. So during his confession to the 911 operator, he stated he strangled his wife and then told them she was lying on the living room floor and they needed to send whomever out to do whatever they do with dead bodies. Like this is... He sounds like, like a real piece of trash. Let dead. me just say, he sounds like a real piece of trash. Yeah. He left the home in Sarah's car and had claimed in his call to 911 that he was leaving the country. Doubt it. When they traced the 911 call, it actually came from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ooh. They know he purchased a gun. And they have security footage of him withdrawing money from his bank account. Okay. Four days later, he was spotted in a camo suit with his, he had a mustache, but it was like blonde. Okay. He had dyed that dark. And he was spotted in a Walmart in Maine, about 10 miles from the Canadian border. Okay. And depending on the news articles you read, I believe they found Sarah's car in the Walmart parking lot, but I can't be for sure. Okay. By the time they got there, of course, they didn't find him. He's no one. Still there. Would they? Yeah, go ahead. So they haven't caught him yet? No, they have not caught him. Oh, no shit. So they think he's in Canada because he was um, by the Canadian border? Yeah, I would think so. But they have one other thing, and I'll tell you about that in a second, that they think where he might be. So Canada or one other place. Wood TV News reported a family member of Sarah's received a letter from him during this time, this whole early days. Mm -hmm. 
stating he was smarter than the police. He wouldn't go to jail till he was ready. It is also said that the family received $2,000 with a note from him stating it was for her cremation because that's what she wanted and went on to claim he was a drug dealer and he had to kill her because he was, she was becoming a liability. What? <laughs> Is there any truth to that whatsoever? Could they find any evidence? Okay. I don't believe so. I didn't find anything that they, and so this like, dude okay. doesn't, yeah, this dude doesn't look like a drug dealer. Okay. Okay. This looks like a dude that he's looks like an ass. Okay. Okay. Fair. <laughs> fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, this guy has not been found. So as of today, he's still not found. Sarah did everything for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she waited on him hand and foot. And he had diabetes. So the police believe he has to have someone helping him. I mean, you go 14 years, you do nothing for yourself. You never right. have a job and you have diabetes. And you have right. a, you need this a wife. Took, yeah, and wife that took care of you. Like, you need somebody. Yeah. So, remember, he said he was leaving the country. He was 10 miles from Canada, so he could be there. Or the other thought is that he really liked the Amish Amish culture. So there was talk that maybe he had joined an Amish community. And detectives said he at some time may have been using Sarah's Facebook account because there was family posts that were being liked from her account. There haven't been any good leads. Um, But the last news article from Wood TV said, you know, they were still working with U.S. Marshals on the case. But they have no idea where this guy is. Oh, my gosh. And I I did find that this story was, I have to look this up and listen to it. I haven't yet, but I've seen that this story was on Unsolved Mysteries podcast, which I didn't know they had a podcast. Me neither. Yeah, well, they do. And okay. that episode aired in no, beginning in November 2021. Oh, no shit. Okay. The other wow. sad thing I've seen that I think it was like in 2017, mm-hmm. they had, they had like a visual and um, did a GoFundMe account, you know, to raise money because okay. if they put a reward out there, people start talking. Yeah. And I was so sad I clicked on the GoFundMe, which is closed now okay. after all these years. And they only raised got fifty dollars. <gasps> oh like that was heartbreaking. And I was absolutely shocked because I have, you know, scrolled through you can scroll through the homepage of the um GoFundMe and the things that people have gotten money for. Yeah. Which I just think you shouldn't have a GoFundMe for, but that people do have mm-hmm. thousands. And that thing only read when you click it. It's in one of the Wood TV articles from 2017. You can actually click it. It'll take you to the page and say it's closed. Okay. But it says that they raised $50. And that, That's heartbreaking. Yeah, that hurt my heart. Yeah, I bet. Well, I've got more bad news, but some good news, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it's um, this is going to be 
basically women who have gone missing in Michigan. And I got a lot of my information from like M Live, Up North Live, WBKB 11, Fox 2, Yahoo News, ABC News, Wikipedia, AlpinaNews.com, FoxNews.com. And then that's it. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you um, like four different stories. The first one is going to be Chanel Denard. Now, Chanel Denard, she was 31 years old when she went missing. And she was described as a black woman who was about 5'4". She was last seen wearing knee boots, jeans, and a jean jacket. She'd been seen in Mackinac County in Michigan's Upper Peninsula on Wednesday, October 25th, 2020. On October 27th, Chanel was reported missing. And the next day, her abandoned 2011 Chevrolet Equinox was found on US-2 near Association Road. So Chanel was struggling with mental health issues. And... Before her car was found deserted, she had let people know that she was worried that she could hurt herself or another person. So they were, you know, very concerned about finding her. Mm. In October 29, 2020, the Michigan State Police issued an endangered missing advisory. And that's the day I I began to see um, posts on social media and in the news about this missing woman. And additional searches were made to find Chanel on the ground. They did the air. They went through all the lakes because there's so many lakes in Michigan. And on November 26, 2020, her body was found outside during a search and foul play was not suspected. So I don't know what happened or how they found her, but they just found her in a way that they believed that she had taken her own life. And I was just like, bummer. See, this is the reason why I had to take a break before. Right. <laughs> I was like, bummer. This next one, uh, a little less of a bummer, but still a bummer. This is Gloria Alvarado. And she was a 15-year-old child living in Taylor, Michigan. She was a straight-A straight student. She was very family-oriented. On Sunday, November 1st, 2020, Gloria went to bed around 9 p.m. And the following morning, when her mother, Tina, went to wake her up for school, Gloria was missing. Gloria's window was open, and her screen had been cut. And another alarming fact is that she didn't have her phone on her. It was laying on her bed. And a neighbor had an outdoor camera, one of those, like, ring doorbell cameras. It has a video clip that it was available for viewing at the time that I wrote this, but not anymore. In it, you can see that at 1 a.m., a car pulls up to the Alvardo home, and a male passenger can be seen getting out of the car before the video cuts out. And I think they said, from what you can tell, he goes up to the window and she, you know, rings her out of it. I think the police may have stopped it there because, you know, they didn't want the public to see some aspect of the kidnapping. But since it had been so long since I wrote it, I went back to search again, and I saw that Gloria had been found. So after disappearing from her home, a private investigator was able to find her in the Metro Detroit area. He contacted the police and they were able to rescue her. Um, But they believe that she may have been sex trafficked. I read in an article in which Gloria's mom says that she hasn't talked to her daughter about what happened while she was gone. And I just hope they gave her some therapy. That's all. Because, yeah, that's got to be traumatizing. She was gone for months. So this last one. Also a little bit depressing, but yeah, we will end on an up note. I promise you. Okay. So this is Bryn Bills and Abby Hill. So Bryn Bills went missing in Alpena, Michigan on August 1st, 2021. So less than two weeks before her 18th birthday, she goes missing. Her father offered a a $20,000 reward leading to a break in the case. And that's when, just like you said, money makes people talk. An anonymous tip comes into the police on September in September of 2021. And it led the police to the home of 34-year-old Joshua 
Wirgau, W-I-R-G-A-U. And he lived in Alpena Township, Michigan. On September 28th, the police found patches of freshly dug up earth on John, uh, Joshua's property. And one of those mounds yields the body of Bryn Bills. And she was positively identified by her tattoos. And it was believed that Bryn had died by homicide. So September 21st, a week before Bryn's body's found, Abby Hill, who was 31 years old, Joshua Wergau, and a third person, Brad Srebnik, uh, whatever. He's an asshole. We don't need to say his name right. Anyway, they kidnap a tow truck driver. They force the, um, they force the driver to drive around at gunpoint. And according to the tow truck driver, they had a large black bag with them that night. And Joshua worked for the company. So we called the tow truck driver like, hey, man, I need your help. The driver pulls up. Joshua pulls out a gun and is like, start driving around. And the three he's driving the tow truck driver now has to drive the three of them and this big black bag around. And he has them drop them off at at a point and then drive off. And the guy doesn't know what happens after that. So Abby Hill was last seen on October 5th, 2021. And in a separate search, the body of Abby Hill was found less than two weeks later on October 16th, 2021. And it was believed that Abby had died by homicide. So now one young woman is found dead on his property. Another woman is found dead after spending time with him. And these two women, um, they don't know if they were friends, but they were Facebook friends, right? So they at least knew each other enough. So Joshua Wergau and Brad Sprebnik, whatever his name is, they're currently in jail awaiting trial. So Joshua had previously done 43 months for sexual, sexually assaulting a child between the ages of 13 and 15 when he was 20 years old. Yeah. He also had a fraud charge as well as a DUI. And Brad had um, felony weapons charges in Osceola County and a domestic violence case in Alpena County. So Jeez. they're pretty much, yeah, there's, they haven't gone to trial yet, but I'm pretty sure they're fucked. So the last time that Abby Hill is seen is with these three motherfuckers. And then she's found dead. The other girl's found dead on Joshua's property. And the, all the guys have charges in different counties other than the one that they've found the dead bodies in. So hopefully they go to jail forever. Right, we're gonna have to watch that. Yeah, I want to watch that one. It hasn't happened yet, so it should be still juicy. So the last one is good news. It's good news. So December 29, 2019, Livia Marsak took her husband to his cancer treatments, and while he was being treated, Livia likes to walk through the Flatwoods Wilderness Park in Florida, and she becomes lost. Okay, on December 29th, and after two hours, she decides she needs help. Like, oh shit, you know. I'm lost. Let me get some help. She was able to dial 911. She lets the authorities know that she needs assistance. But it's like really dense foliage there. And she's not able to tell them like exactly where she is. She's like by a tree, by a bush. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what are you going to say? So they can't find her. They don't, they don't, okay. They don't give up looking for her. But two days later, you know, they still haven't found her. But on the night of December 31st, 2019, she was found due to her phone but it, it wasn't because she like called someone or because it pinged it. It's because there was a helicopter searching in the area for her. And she still, you know, she kept turning her phone off to keep the battery. And she was able to turn on the phone's flashlight to show them where she was in the dark. And it worked. And the pilot was able to see the light and guide, guide the ground crews to her location. And wow. she's such a sweet woman. Yeah. She apologized to the crew to having to look for her because it was so close to the holidays. And her poor husband was, you know, there at his cancer treatments. And she's apologizing to people. She just spent two days lost in the woods. Right. 
Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah, like, what I can't you... imagine that's got to be a big place. You know what I mean? Because I would well, think you would like, direction and go for What's that? I think you would, like, if I was lost in the forest, I would, like, pick a direction and just go for it. Keep walking in that direction. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I know. And, I was just and, then, like, and then her husband. Oh, yeah. He's, and like, a bandit. Yeah, people are actively looking for you for two days. You know what I mean? So you must be lost, lost. Oh, I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'd be like, I had to shit in the woods, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank goodness they found her. Like, yes. oh, like, oh yeah. goodness. That, yeah, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Something would happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it would be something. I'm going to go hiking and then, you know, I'm lost. I'm it might feel like I'm supposed to pick my daughter up at the airport and I dropped my husband off somewhere and then I just went and got lost in the woods because I wanted to see what was over there. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a good one to end on. Yeah. All right, John. Well, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.